the Spanish announce table. Tom, another week of wrestling has passed. Um, it almost feels like somebody passed. You know? It's starting to feel like we've lost somebody. But more on that as the show goes. It'll kind of be a theme, I think. This is episode 259 of the Spanish announce table. Tom, how are you? How are you feeling? You are, are well, I don't you know. I'll save your health status. I'll let you say what you might want to say or not. Well, uh, as of this recording, uh, the 8th of May, 2019, uh, I am still uh, recovering from my neck injury. Tomorrow, I have an x-ray to see any structural damage has been done after the swelling has gone down. Uh, and then next Tuesday, I get the results from that x-ray. So I just go in tomorrow for the x-ray, and then on Tuesday, I get the do you need surgery or not? Um, but the diagnosis was to wear this for six weeks, Oof. and then after that, we'll examine. And guess what? It's been six weeks. I've worn it. I'm good. So I took it off. <laughs> I'm not doing anything. Uh, I'm sitting in a chair. I'm not doing handstand push-ups or anything crazy like that. I'm just sitting doing a podcast. It's annoying. I have a neck beard that rivals any normal man's regular beard. Uh, so I can't stand having that neck brace on. Again, they said six weeks. I did six weeks. So it's on them that they made the appointment seven weeks out. I have yeah. it off. I'm okay with it. Uh, it's my pain. I'll live with it, not you. So if you don't like it, suck it from the back. That's not your problem. Uh, so there's that. Um, but yeah, I uh, I don't have it on right now. But again, I'm not doing anything crazy. Uh, so the health is okay, out, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm not flipping out. I'm not looking left to right not, or up to down. I'm not really doing him egg. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, not wearing it and feeling okay about it. Because again, mm-hmm. I'm staying stable and neutral with my neck, and mm-hmm. that is okay. Yeah, your beard and your haircut situation, given that, and now you're like kind of just kind of. Uh, I don't want to say frailty because you don't look frail, but more just kind of like you're relaxed and timid and you're, and you're sitting there. Mm-hmm. You almost look like the 21-year-old stoner that hasn't left his mom's house, right? Like yeah. you got – yeah, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, here's the other thing too because I can't get a haircut because of that neck collar and neck injury. Um, and I can't shave obviously because I can't move my neck uh, in those motions. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a person who – does not like to, their hair long or a beard. Right. So this has been a very yeah. trying six weeks just yeah. from that aspect alone. I enjoyed, I had long hair for a little bit and I've even had it like that length there now. And to, to Tom's credit, you've got similar hair that I do real thick. You could do a lot mm-hmm. with that thick lush hair, mm-hmm. but the problem is you could do a lot. That means you got to do yeah. a lot. It takes so much nah. time and effort that I ain't trying to put nah. in, man. I don't care. I'm shaving yeah. that shit I'm, off and I don't yeah. care. <laughs> I don't care. One bit at all. But, yeah, that was uh, that's the current diagnosis, the update, neck injury 2019. Mm-hmm. Um, but did some other things this weekend. Uh, Friday night worked uh, an Invicta UFC Fight Pass exclusive card uh, here in Kansas City. It was a one-night tournament where the winner fought three times. Now, because of the rules and sanctions, they could only do the first two fights were one round. And then the third fight was a three, uh, 
five minute round. So it wasn't, you know, three rounds each fight. Uh, still though, you have to get your adrenaline up, fight someone, then your adrenaline dumps and then you recover and then you got to do it again. And then if you win, then you got to do it one more time. And then this time you got to do it for 15 minutes Jesus. instead of the five. So okay. it's still taxing on the body, but sure. it was also taxing on the crew because it was not a traditional format as far as a tournament goes the way Invicta wanted it to do or to, to be, um, I guess rolled out is after the first round, right? So, uh, three fights, those are eight. I forget. There's, there's four winners, right? So four fights. And then after that, if any girl got a finish, she could then pick her opponent. So it wasn't a bracket style. It was almost like a, well, I think this person would be a best matchup for me. So with that, we had to then get it cleared by the state to see if they have enough recovery time because you're supposed to have 30 minutes in between your last fight and before your next one. So that caused a lot of headache yeah, on crazy. the back end. And you know how a normal fight well, card yeah, goes without any of that stuff. Wait, how many minutes between? 30 minutes. You're supposed Ooh. to have at least 30 minutes so, in yeah. between. So when it goes semifinals fight. to finals, you just got to dick around for 30 minutes or what? No, they had two uh, outside of the tournament uh, fights like that, okay. that were outside of the that weight class. Sense. It was just like special attraction right. to sure. give you the time yeah. there. They didn't roll out and a stand up comic or nothing. No. Yeah. <laughs> and it's still, but you never know. Cause those two fights could be 10 second knockouts True. and then you just wasted five minutes and you still have 20 minutes to kill, you know? Yeah. Luckily everything worked out, but it was more stressful than I wanted it to be, especially being in a neck collar running around. Uh, so that was, um, they send you out there with a net collar to run the name game and, and right. do some crowd work, <laughs> get the crowd. Yeah. So it was, it was a challenging Friday night and right. then Saturday night here in Independence, Missouri, uh, watched good friend of the show, Anthony Sharkbait Gutierrez fight in the main event first time. And I've been watching Anthony Gutierrez since his amateur days. I can remember fight, you know, 10, 11, 12 in his amateur career and he had 20 fights, in his amateur career, and now he's at, uh, I believe, 10 and 3 in his pro career. Nice. So, you know, I've watched a good number of his fights. And for the first time, he got dropped, you know, face kisses knee, uh, not knocked out, but dropped in a fight. He recovered quick, went right into a um, into a submission lock. Uh, was able to you know recover because he was in such great condition and muscle memory and things like that. Uh, he was able to recover from that devastating knockdown uh, to win in the second round via rear naked choke. But man, give me a little heart attack there because I was like, son of a bitch, my best friend fucking about to die. <laughs> yeah. he um, and no one will die doing that. Uh, but uh, it was it was uh, a challenging fight. He fought a really good opponent from Omaha, Will Shut. Um, it was a fun fight and some other fights there. Antonio Martinez fought Wayman Carter in a kickboxing match. That Beat was really good. That guy pretty quick, didn't he? No. Oh, no, really? It was a, yeah, no. <laughs> Wayman Carter is a is a G. He's a really good fighter. It's probably the best guy that Antonio's fought. I was going to say that guy does career. nothing but just fucking thump yeah, chomps. But so man. does yeah. So does Antonio or so does Wayman Carter. Though. Okay, gotcha. Uh, so this was, was a really battle good. of the behemoths. Yeah, it was a it was a good fight. They were both very respectful of each other's power, so it wasn't a lot of huge uh, strikes being thrown. But it was still a good fight. You know what I think MMA um, is missing? What's that? It it needs uh, shit talking promo running managers, mm. right? Day of. 
backstage. Oh, you right. Mean, like the fighters mean, like, back for there. The personal fighter. Right. Like the fighters back there. Right. Gotcha. He's got yeah. a freaking guy, and he's like, I and mean, he's gonna kick fun. him in the balls right when we get. You know what I mean? He's like, you look like but, a fuck. Yeah. You, you look like a fucking four year old. You know what I mean? Like just whatever they got. Right. Whatever shit talking they got. Obviously, I'm not it. Right. If you listen to my insults, I just threw out there. But you get what I'm saying. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, that's a good idea. It's definitely yeah. a good idea because they have a they have a gas bag as it is with Dana White. But yes, I know what you mean for a personal fighter. Yeah, that'd be. Good. Oh, he is the Vince McMahon of that world, right? Like he. Oh, is but just... he's 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 so Vince not McMahon. A smart... <laughs> no, because I mean, I mean that company makes billions of True. dollars, and they oh, were about to go out. Um, he's a very smart man, but I feel the difference between Vince and Dana is Vince has that. <laughs> That little gene or that attribute or whatever you want to call it of actual crazy. Like Dana White is vindictive and cold hearted and driven and will stay up 24 hours and, you know, screw people out of paychecks and yada, yada, yada. But there's a difference. Like Vince McMahon, if we ever found out actually stabbed someone would not shock me. It would somewhat shock me if Dana White did it. You know what I mean? There's that level of craziness that I think. Uh, Vince surpasses Dana in, but yeah. that's really the only well, and difference I, think I see. Nowadays, some of that's gone because Vince is just old, right? And old people calm down. But like, yeah, back in his heyday, like if we found out, you know, if boy, if we ever got the real story, right? Like if they ever yeah. had a secret camera following around mm-hmm. Vince, man, for his fucking seventies through the fucking two thousands, uh, Jesus, he probably, yeah. you know, what I mean, make a freaking. <laughs> Uh, anyway, make a biker blush, right? All right, so indeed, what did you? What were you up to? Oh man, I'm staying busy lately. So of course, over the whole weekend, we do the comedy club. We've covered that. This time though, it was Leonard Oots of NBC's Abbey's, and he was on the Tonight Show uh, the previous Friday. A uh, very super funny dude. Um, and his opening act, Vincent Bryant, and then there's a local guy, Matt Keck, who big time wrestling fan. He is the YouTube I'm a Snake guy. And go check out that video if you don't know what I'm talking about, but I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. And it was one it's really he's like I literally just put a snake hat on my head and was like I'm a snake for about a minute and a half to 2 minutes and somehow that got 28 million views. Right? And he's just like uh, right? And he was like, he goes, so if anybody ever tells you about how America's declining and everybody's stupid, believe them because I know what they're watching. Right? Like, yeah. So, you know what I mean? No he was joke. like, I don't get it. Um and Huge wrestling fan and uh, probably applies more than you guys even know. We may try to talk to him sometime on the show, either there at the club or something. Um, all I know is you've seen and 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 consumed Matt Keck's material, and you didn't even realize it, right? I can almost guarantee that of most wrestling fans that are listening to this gotcha. show anyway. So, uh, yeah. super funny dude. Go check him out on there. Um, here's another fun story. Saturday morning, uh, I and my wife got my daughter a job. Uh, just by happenstance, out of nowhere. <laughs> hey, All right? what's she doing? So she's 15, right? And she's wanted a job, right? And she's a straight-A student and gets her shit done, oh. and, and right? And is in choir. So we were like, okay, well, you know, sure, right? Well, you don't mind taking you around. You know what I mean? My wife works out of the home and can kind of coordinate around the schedule, can pick her up. And, or when she gets home from school, can take her there, and then I can pick her up on the way home from work, right? She's just a couple hours after work. Well, um, she had been applying for a bunch of places. Well, you know, nobody's calling back, right? It's a 15-year-old of course, kid, of right? Course. So we were taking the cat to the vet just for like a, hey, you know, check up or whatever it was, Saturday morning. And um, coming back, my wife goes, oh, there's this animal. There's this like mom and pop animal su- feed supply, local, you know, plants, you know, like a little store, right? And she's like, I've always wanted to stop there. Let's stop there and, and look around, right? 
And so we stop there and we look around, and they're busy, right? they got people running in and out of there, and this lady's running all over the place, doing it all by herself. And she finally comes over to us, and she was like, hey, sorry, I've been so busy. My, You know, she's like, normally i got some high school kids to help me, but they got a softball tournament, and I always tell them, you know, go do your high school stuff. for, You know what I mean? Like, she's like, and I'll handle it. And she's like, I need to hire more help. And we were like, well now that you mention it right and we told her and she was like you bring her by here later right and she was like i will pay her cash today and if it works out we can just start her monday right and i was like okay and she asked so apparently so they always hire these kids she says well kids in this area they have a kansas city kansas address she was like and they see a 15 year old kid or a 14 year old kid whose parents got to get them there they don't trust that they don't hire him she goes so we like to hire him you know let them do some work and then we get them a, a resume and a nice little you know that's a little recommendation letter, and they can go get a job later, you know, when they're yeah. driving and stuff. And I was mm-hmm. like, this is amazing. So she's doing that now, you know, basically lifting feed sacks, you know, running plants, you know, that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Little oh, job, yeah. Which is perfect, right? And it's a mom and pop. It's not a, you know what I mean? It's not Burger King or something, which is where she was trying to, you know, I was like, I think this yeah. would be a lot better. So, yeah. So right. we got her a job out of nowhere, right? So that was That's that awesome. Was that. And then Tom, I'm happy to say, another spur of the moment thing that just by happenstance happened to happen, yours truly is... Mm-hmm. Officially, one and zero as a soccer coach. Oh, okay. Right, right, that. right. Yeah. Okay. And Lexi I took Lawless a team. Over here. I took a team of five kids. It's four on four, right? I took a team of five kids who had never played together. This is their first game together, right? They had one practice before, and the other team is the guy who runs the concession for the place. And so him and all of his friends get to be there for free. And he had twelve people on this team, and he was rotating in. Basically three old sets, and we beat him eleven to ten. Yeah. Right? So okay. So here's the story. It's Did you it's give a him the new, DX suck it after you won. It's a new session, right, of this indoor soccer league, right? And so no comment. The, the regular coach is like, "Hey guys, I just he's like a little bit of a younger kid, right? And he goes, "Hey, I uh, I'm not gonna be able to coach for a little bit. I've enrolled in school, you know what I mean? So a couple of years, I'm out until I get this degree. But they've got a new coach. They just hired him. He's gonna be coaching second session, right? Coach Pedro." Mm-hmm. Coach Pedro shows up at practice, Tom, and this kid is a kid. And he's definitely a soccer player, but he's never coached ever, right? And he's quiet, and he's tibbing. And I was like, well, this ain't going to work, right? And I'm like, but I'm just sitting back watching. I'm like, okay, well. And the kid keeps coming over and asking me, right? And he's like, do you know what, like, the last coach, like, what kind of games they would do? And I'm like, no, no man, no. I don't know. You know what I mean? I, I, I do, but I'm like, dude, I, you know, like, you got to figure this out, right? So I'm trying to give him some things, right? And he's asking me, like, well, do you know these kids? And I'm like, I know my kid. You know what I mean? I was like, I don't. And so then the game comes around Saturday, and this guy no-shows, Tom. They literally, like, the lady from the front desk is like, hey, I'm sorry. Like, the game's getting ready to start. And, like, the other parents are like, I don't. And I was like, well, look, like, I kind of, you know what I mean? Like, I was help the other coach. Like, I guess I could do it. But, like, I I don't know what the. Like, I don't know what the fuck is going on, right? I don't know the sport. Tom Brady did. You came from the sidelines, and you're going to be the GOAT. Girl comes by from the desk. She's like, literally, guys, we don't know. I don't know. She's like, he no-showed. We're calling around. Nobody's available. She's like, I can do it. And she was like, I, I've just got to go like make sure somebody can cover the desk. And I was like, hey, look, it's fine. I got You know what I mean? It's a it's an indoor kid's soccer. They're yeah, 12-year-olds. Who cares? Right? Yeah. I'm like, oh, I'll do it. It's fine. Right? And, uh, yeah, I mean, like, we, we want, like, they were down at half. Uh, and then, like, I just, you know what I mean? Like, we just got it done, man. And my and Nikki was there, my wife. She was helping on this. Now, so now she's played soccer younger and stuff like that. So she was over there helping. So I, I would say more so we coached. Uh, yeah. You know what I mean? Hey, doesn't matter. Doesn't and matter. then yeah, practice was Tuesday. Uh, new coach. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? They were like, okay. yeah, Pedro, we've decided to replace Pedro with a more experienced coach, right? Yeah. And so we were like, oh, thanks, sense. man. Yeah. And she's yeah, awesome. Sense. It was the same girl who came and offered to help. She's been coaching there for four years. That's been her only job. And she's played soccer her whole life. And she was amazing. It was an amazing coach. I was like, okay, well, now we're better. But I'm still going to take that one. Undefeated. Yeah. Undefeated as a yeah. soccer coach. Undefeated, never lost. Right this guy right yeah. here. Uh, I like it. Yeah, right. So, yeah, so there was that, man. That's a, That was basically my That's weekend, great. Right? Look yeah, at you. Busy. Keep running around, coaching, getting jobs for kids. Uh, you know what I mean? I, yeah. I'm proud of you. If that right. wasn't soccer, I would really give you a big compliment. <laughs> right. Like, well, it wasn't soccer. So – a lot of it was positioning, right? And I kept trying to tell the kids where where to get at. And, and then at halftime, I start talking to some of them, right? And I'm like, all right. So I was like, what you got to remember here is I was like, I was like, when they get, I was like, the closer they get to the goal, the easier it is going to be for them to score, right? And I was like, so we got to put the pressure up on them high, set that line high. And I was like, and, and you always want to stay goal side of the defender. I was like, you want to put your body between them and the goal, right? Because you got to be in the way of their shot. And this kid goes, Oh, so that's kind of like basketball. And I was like, that is exactly like basketball. I was like, great. I was like, who wants to play basketball? I was like, that is exactly. I mean, I've noticed that. I never knew anything about soccer until my son started playing it, but I noticed that immediately. I was like, this is basketball with your feet and a big ball on the ground. Right? I was like, and more players. I was like, I got it. Right? way dumber rules like offsides <laughs> and best of two series right. and if you're the way team the oh, goals yeah. mean more God, that's it's terrible fucking dumb that's terrible Soccer, on mls look, that's mls and yeah, that's terrible no that's yeah. no that's even the big guys the liverpools and all that bullshit oh, geez, they run look, that too yeah look uh Soccer is the world sport because the world's fucking broke, okay? Yeah. You guys are all poor ass. That's why you guys fucking play soccer. Soccer's uh, stupid. Yeah. If you like soccer, you're dumb. Now, if you're a kid, good. Because you know what? If you get a head trauma, that ain't good. Wait till you develop your brain. I think that's around 18. Then you could go play the real sports. But until then, play soccer. So, yeah. so That's yeah. your PSA from Team right. That's Team X advice for the day. Is the guy who should be wearing his neck collar and is not. Let's just put well, that little asterisk beside it. Because I'm fucking feeling good. Because I did my neck stretches. <laughs> feel, oh, like I, feel like I might do the AJ head wobble. All right, never mind. I'll come out here looking like D-Lo Brown. What yes, you motherfuckers going to do to me? Everything was good, they said at the eulogy, until he decided to do the D-Lo Brown. <laughs> then some asshole played D-Lo Brown's music and he couldn't help himself. <laughs> What do you think? I'm not going to go turn, take he was, my head side to side. I am, goddammit. Trying to reenact Road Dog's performance as Belo. <laughs> <laughs> and that was the last he ever did. All right. So, unless we got anything to do, we, we discussed this off air. And, Tom, there's no real big wrestling news that stuck out to us, right? No. You know, yeah, nobody... I mean the the quick hits. AEW landed mm-hmm. a TV deal. Moro resigned. Uh, I saw that. London, who? Moro Ronaldo. Oh, Moro Ronaldo resigned. Yep. That's good. Um, yeah, a lot of just as as you know, AEW is going to be making their presence internationally known. So TV deals internationally will happen. Uh, we don't get that TV deal. So to us, and no offense, not to say like our dirt's better than yours, but we're not going to be a part of that deal. Like we don't experience it, so it's not really news to us. But if you're in London or any place there. Uh, Congratulations, get to see AEW. Mm-hmm. Uh, like you said, Moro and Allo re-signed with NXT. Good presence. You know, they kind of had a rotating door before he kind of solidified himself there. So that's good to see. They're coming up on their 25th NXT takeover here soon. So yeah, that'll be cool. That's a lot, man. Um, that's crazy. 
Yeah, so, uh, yeah, kind of just standard uh, news. Nothing to dig your uh, teeth into too much. Mayor Matt Morgan. Yeah, that <laughs> guy is a goof. I mean, yeah. I've met well, him once Florida. at a house I show. Mean, yeah. Well, I met him once at a house show, and I was unimpressed. It was one of the few guys where I was like, I wish I didn't have that experience. Again, maybe he was in a bad mood. Maybe he's just that way. I don't know, but that was my impression. Maybe he's a great guy. Who knows? But he's sure. a mayor. Wrestlers are now taking over. You had Linda McMahon in charge of the small business of this country. You got the mayor of Knox County, Kane, uh, still doing choke slams when he gives speeches because that's apparently what you do. Now you got Matt Morgan, uh, mayor in Florida. Before all of that, you had Jesse Ventura as the governor of Minnesota. Man, I tell you what, pro wrestling just slowly Rhino. infiltrating Rhino the whole government. Yeah, Rhino tried something and failed, but he tried. Uh, Rhino's not re-signing with WWE. Right. Did you see that? Who yeah, cares? Yeah, I did see that. Right. Yeah. I'm surprised it's an option, but... <laughs> well, you know, now there's probably not a spot for him because we'll get right into our story of the week before we break down Raw and SmackDown so we can save our tangents for this spot instead mm-hmm. of that spot. Uh, now you have the wild card rule. The yeah. wild card rule initially was... Any three stars from the opposing brand can show up. Can Later turned into four. Well, AJ Styles and SmackDown said he just showed I up. I know, and so did the other ones. But McMahon kept hitting on, we'll invite him, but whatever. Right, so that... Yeah, is it first come, like, first serve? Like, if Sami Zayn gets there and he's the fifth guy to show up, they'd be like, nah, can't yeah. go in, buddy. <laughs> like, yeah, and they already broke the rules because they said three. Then Lars Sullivan intimidated... Uh, Vince McMahon, so it turned into four. Okay, but you still had Elias. That's yeah, five. The plot hole wasn't there is, is Lars. How did Lars know that's what McMahon was talking about? How you know what I mean? Like I, there was like he never explained to him. Like okay, you get to come to SmackDown or Raw or whatever. Now, like I don't know. It's weird. I don't know. I think this is, you know, if you have no integrity with your brands, then you have no integrity with the brand split. Uh, and I think this is just, you know, you, you've been showing me these articles of the lowest raw rating this week. And then that's been broken by the next week. So this is obviously they think X number of people can be stars and they're going to ride those X yeah. number of people, which I'm not opposed to. Right. I've always been of the mindset where WrestleMania should not include everyone for everyone's sake. The best of the best get on the best show. So I'm okay with survival of the fittest where I'm not okay with it is when you tell me this is a brand split. That's there's no integrity in that. And then you haven't even fully explained what the wild card rule is now. Yes, it's one week, but you had time to come up with it. Right. So is the wild card week good for a month? Like is Roman Reigns on raw for a month or is it week by week? What if he misses a week? Can he come back after the week he missed? There's no, there's no rules. There's no set limits. It's, It's confusing. Well, can I ask the question of, all right. So, uh, and rumors abide uh, that or, by, or rumors surround that um, that the networks were demanding it, right? Like both networks here, are like okay, what, what you know, like we're not gonna have if re- ratings are terrible, let's get all the star. You know what I mean? Now they're gonna be fighting over that. So the idea was a compromise. Top stars, they could both be happy, right? 
we, it just keeps harking back to they need to hop on board with its 2019, the year of the storyline. Am I missing something? Are people watching wrestling only because, well, I got to see Roman Reigns tonight, or I got to see Seth Rollins tonight, or are they watching it to get a goddamn entertaining storyline to take them away for their from their mundane lives? Mm-hmm. Like, what are we talking about here? The reason there aren't more top stars is because you haven't fucking made any of them now again we can talk about is it the stars themselves that don't have a charisma that can't make it i mean certainly there's a give and take here but i'm looking at wwe as the entity of both consuming them both right the stars Mm -hmm. the company the writers all of you are doing something wrong right like let's Mm -hmm. let's all step it up here and there needs to be more intriguing reasons for me to care and it's not just because crap i don't know who's going to show up tonight the seventh time that happens it doesn't matter who it's just yeah. that it's going to be somebody and then it's not shocking it's not surprising it's just going to be like who is it and we're gonna have to devote time to talking about who it is and they're going to ad nauseum be like well remember they're from smackdown and it's part of the wild card rule and it's going to be like 9.99 all over a goddamn game it's going to be here's how you download the wwe app all over again this is going to yeah. make it worse yeah. And in my opinion, it also uh, is a detriment to the guys that guys and girls that they were trying to build up that now get their time taken away, i.e. And again, I wasn't uh, to the moon with the pairing of Nakamura and Rusev, but you never know. Weirder things have caught on. But now Nakamura and Rusev have to, you know, play second fiddle to the returning AJ Styles and Sami Zayn, who we just saw the night previous. So yeah. I think it's not building new stars. It's just recycling the ones that you have at the top. It, and there's no clear rules. Right. There's no define, like, this is what the wild card rule means. On top of that, there's no new story. You know, one thing that the brand split could have told is treated correctly a real not real, but a different wrinkle in the superstar storyline, right? So let's just hypothetically say we're treating the brand split as if they're real sports teams. How many sports teams have you heard where the star player or star wrestler in this case would demand a trade, right? I I demand to go to a better team. I'm tired of this toxic work environment, X, Y, and Z, yada, 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 right? There's a fun, intriguing storyline because then you could have the rival general manager or authority figure, whatever you want there, playing up against that character, trying to have backdoor meetings. That's tampering. Like you could have treated this like a real sports, two different franchises. But no, all you do is, well, one time a year we're going to do Survivor Series and they're going to really care that they're on this, you know, color brand and they're going to fight for it. Like you could do more things like that. What if it's a free agent? You know, what if they're the free agent and the heavyweight champion? And now the GM has to make sure that if it's a heel, the person is happy. Or if it's a baby face, they're as active as they want to be because they could potentially yeah. take that title, go to the other brand. Like uh, you could have treated they're... it back like it was the attitude days. Like just go back to the real emotions you felt during the Monday Night Wars because they all lived through it. They're all still writing, right? Bruce Pritchard's there. Pat Patterson's there. Michael Hayes is there. Vince McMahon's there. They know what the fucking Monday Night Wars were. Now you're control. So create the environment of the Monday Night Wars between Raw and SmackDown. And we remember in Raw and SmackDown, or excuse me, um, Raw and Nitro, there were people that jumped back and forth. Jeff Jarrett was on fucking both brands. X-Pac was a member of NWO and DX. So it's not as if 
these people weren't jumping back around back then, but you could create that atmosphere of competitiveness and stay true to it. That's what they're losing. It's just like, oh shit, oh shit, uh, we just need a quick fix. Roman Reigns on Raw. Yeah. There, two things going on here um, with the brand split, right? You, you're not doing it enough, as we've discussed here, and now you've got to blend them together even more, right? And to begin with, you didn't make them different enough, if, if I can make a, a soda analogy, right? Right mm-hmm. now the brand split is Sprite versus Sierra Mist, right? When you should be having like a Dr. Pepper versus a Mountain Dew, Right, so we still got sodas, right? We still know what it is, but these are two very distinct, different flavors, packaging, everything. That's what you get with NXT versus the main rosters, right? Sure, it's still got a ring, they've still got entrances, they've still got music, they're still over the top characters. We still get it, right? It's still wrestling, but they look and feel very different. There's a different style of wrestling that's unique to NXT. There's a look and feel to it, right? There's a type of character that gets over there, and you could build that. And then when you're doing these things, we've talked about this oversaturation. You don't have to fit all these random overdone matches where you've got to do them 18 times in a row before you get to the pay-per-view. Save your matches for your live events and your pay-per-views and have some matches and stuff on Raw and SmackDown, but devote more time to well-thought-out, planned in advance, season-like storylines about these characters' personal lives and why we care about their success or not in the fucking ring and why they're butting heads with certain people that they happen to have matches against or things. I mean, you could... And you could have one more sports-like, like you have now, you know what I mean? Like for mm-hmm. your Fox that wants that. And then Raw could be more gritty and more storyline. Like or you could, or just, beer uh, trucks and all that Right, stuff. right. Yeah. There could be that. That you could have enough different brands with your people that each brand could only have, you know, a small roster that you can manage easy and not feel like you've got to cram them all in and swap them all over. And then you could build the stars on that. Like, that's why AEW is going to get over if they do is because they're going to look different. They're going to feel different. They're going to present something entirely different. Now, we may not like it, right? You know, but... I don't know. I'm starting to. I'm, I'm starting to. So Fun too. fact. I mean, I, I've you been know... Watching the, I've been watching the Road to Double or Nothing, uh-huh. the YouTube short 11-minute, 12-minute yeah. videos. I'm, I'm kind of liking it. I mean... And it, what yeah. a perfect time. How... Think of it from AEW's perspective after watching this fucking wild card thing just shit the bed. And they're just sitting back like we only have 16 days or whatever it is. And we're going to fucking murder it. Like, God, who is benefiting from this the absolute most? One, hopefully the fans uh, in due time. But it's AEW because never has WWE been at its lowest point that I can recall other than when WCW almost took him out of business in 90 six, I believe it was, mm-hmm. uh, than it is right now. And so, man, perfect timing for me, AEW, as far as we know right now, like as it seems on paper, this is the absolute perfect time to make a big splash because everyone, even yeah. me, I am a WWE guy to the, you know, through and through. And I'm like, I even told you on, uh, through text, uh, offline, I was like, we're going to watch AEW's double or nothing because yep. I'm actually interested in that. I don't want to, yep. I want to watch that more and I want to watch Look, money in the bank. I just, I, yeah, I, I just think WWE really needs to hit. I don't, I don't know how. I mean, look, easy to say, hard to do, I guess. But no, it's not. Well, okay, and and it's not. I mean, we come up, you specifically come up with something 
at least one thing each week that would be a major improvement in intrigue. And the storylines, I mean, why are there not more intriguing love triangles that have ins and outs? Why is there not, like, the reason the NWO was such a great storyline also, part of it is that it's gang warfare. There's power struggles amongst themselves. There's mm-hmm. there's, there's battles. Hogan. There's in and out battles amongst other entities. I mean, like, that's what it is. You have to interweave things. You have to give each character. If you read any kind of, like, any kind of here's how to write a screenplay, here's how to write a book, here's how, or any class in that regard. One of the main things they talk to you about is while you're prepping to write your story, one of the first things you do is you get a theme and slightly what's going to happen, and then you go to your characters and you identify who they are, where they're from, what made them, how they got there, what they t- you know what I mean, how they would react to something, blah blah blah. So you have all of that in mind as you're then building the story. You know what I mean? Like, and they don't do any of that. They go, hey, we made them in NXT. Look, we slapped good colors on them. People cheered them. That's who they are now, and people will like them because that's who they are now. Mm-hmm. Right? There's no depth of character. Right. Yeah, there's no depth of character. Right. Yeah, Bailey hugged, and then after she hugged, well, you liked her because she hugged. Bailey. It's, it's Bailey. It's Bailey, guys. Remember? It's yeah. Bailey. You guys like Bailey. Yeah. And right. I, I just think, uh, you, you know – I agree with you. One point that I liked that you said is they need to treat raw and SmackDown as the fun kind of events things. And then the payoff wrestling is the pay-per-view your live events, right? Right. You know, the greatest moments of of stone cold's career were never wrestling matches. I mean, you could say, you know, WrestleMania 17, him and the rock. But if you start to say stone cold, Steve Austin, you say beer truck, Zamboni attacking Vince at a hospital. Um, blowing up the dx bus yeah. like there's how many moments. rock concerts that that very dx yeah. thing we referenced earlier the below yeah. like that's not wrestling like, but it was one those, of the most memorable yeah and uh, those things took place on the raw and smackdowns yeah. and i'm not saying because we're in a different time period now and those moments have been replaced by kevin owens getting dumped on over on his head in a porter potty or the revival having jock itch on their dicks or something, whatever happened this week. But yeah, what I'm magically is, takes an hour to enact. Yeah. Is whatever. <laughs> um, again, they had ass cream one time yeah. edge and Christian. So I'm going to be okay with it. And we'll get into the raw and SmackDown stuff later, but they can treat the raw and SmackDown as more of the cool moment shit. And then your wrestling can take place at your pay-per-view. And here's the other thing. If you don't have anything for anyone, then that's where the wrestling match goes into, right? We have a number one contenders match, number one contenders qualifying match between Cesaro and Sheamus for the Intercontinental Championship match. Mm-hmm. There it is. There's a fucking story. You know they don't have anything going. Exactly. Not Cesaro and Sheamus, but just two wrestlers yeah. is what I'm saying. Yeah, you could make yeah, you could make me a yeah, number one contender for the Intercontinental Championship match out of some of these matches. And who cares if they lose? Like, I don't care. You know what I mean? Like, put something on the line. And, yeah. Well, yeah. Ricochet and, and Robert Roode had an awesome match, and it made sense because whoever won got to qualify or, in Ricochet's right. uh, case, stay in the Money in the Bank match. Right. That's how you do it. Right. Instead, they wasted time just going, like, those are the guys. Right. And it's yeah. just – it not, doesn't make sense. No, I agree with you. Yeah. Uh, well, and that, maybe that's a good place to break because then we'll get more into the micro. You want to take a break before we do Let's take a break. It's been about 30 yes. minutes. Let's take a break. Yes. We'll come back and we'll break down Raw and SmackDown like we usually do, fly by on some things that sucked, and we'll dig deeper on on you know things that sucked less. <laughs> All right. When we return to the Spanish announce table. 
Fun fact and breaking news: Denver has become the or has become the first city in the United States to decriminalize psychedelic mushrooms. The Spanish announce table. Hey Tom, it's been a while. I think I should remind you and the listeners we've got an Amazon link on our website, SpanishAnnounceTable.net. We sure do. Amazon, where you can get any and everything from home goods to you know those Condoms. lavish expand. Okay, yeah, mm-hmm. I was gonna just say lavish gifts. They have it all. Yeah, Amazon uh, doesn't pay taxes, but they'll give us a kickback if you go through our Amazon <laughs> link and buy something uh, through the SpanishAnnounceTable.net. Click on the Amazon link at the top, and then as always, you are not affected at your price point, but we do get a little bit of a kickback, which is great for us and great for you because the more money we make from that, we invest into this podcast. Win-win for all parties involved. SpanishAnnounceTable.net. Click the Amazon link right at the top, and thanks. The Spanish announce table. Tom, it's wild card rule Wednesday here at the Spanish announce table. This is the best podcast recorded on a Wednesday. And that's the overarching theme of what's going on here, right? Because that flooded the shows. That was their big answer to how we're going to fix the ratings, right? Is, oh, you like these four people? Well, we'll make that all you get to watch. And again, (laughs) that is okay is if the four people you say here's more of have stories that are compelling and I want to see. Right. 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 But if you just say, Hey, there they are over in that corner. That's not compelling. So stop it. Yeah. Tell a story again. Why? At what point? If four stars get to go back and forth from show to show, at what point does it not feel like they're a member of the other brand, because how many times is Roman Reigns going to be one of the four, right? It's going to be uh, uh, probably yeah. every fucking time, mm-hmm. right? You know what I mean? It's, like, yeah. right? It's going to be it Roman Reigns felt, every fucking time. Yeah, and it felt dumb when John Cena was the free agent and did the jumping back and forth. Now imagine just everyone doing it. It just There's no continuity or integrity to it. Uh, also, I want to point out um, that – it just, you know, going back to WrestleMania 30, because I, I feel like WrestleMania 30 was like the last really, really great WrestleMania. This past one was good. Nothing memorable in my book. Sure. To others, You're yes, saying 30? Yeah, WrestleMania 30. Daniel Bryan, one of the best pro wrestlers of all time. Nothing in that program, though, did he ever have a five-star match, but yet that moment of him holding the titles – is one of the best moments in WrestleMania history. And you know why? It's because there was a story told. Like, he didn't do any crazy moves. He didn't do anything. Now, there was a crazy move in the Orton, uh, Batista, him, uh, triple threat match. But my point is, the story is what keeps you going and what keeps memories, not a 780 splash. And then we keep sounding like a broken record. I digress. What happened on, of the two shows, Raw was just the shit's. SmackDown was just bad. It wasn't great. It wasn't good. It wasn't horrible. It was just, eh. Yeah. But Raw was one of the worst ever because nothing made sense. And we all saw in real time them making decisions right before they said, and go. 
Yeah. But it's what happened like, on Raw? It's literally like they made that decision, and they were like, all right, well, how are we going to write it? Be like, well, we don't have time to write it. Be like, well, let's just go out there and just act like we're making the fucking decision right then and there. Like, we just didn't Which, hear. again, which again, <laughs> we tell them, hey, let's not script promo. Go be your character in front of the camera. But that's the characters, not the writers. It felt like the writers were like, no, we're going to write it as you're talking. Like, just look at the cue card. It'll have a new thing up there. Just look at it again. It felt like Saturday Night Live on a skit that no one rehearsed for. Well, before we start breaking down kind of moment by moment, let's head over to the Twitter machine. Uh, You, the listener at home, can follow us on Twitter at Table Show. I am at The Awesome Voice, and he is at TMAC underscore 816. That's T-M-A-C. Um. And you use hashtag tweet the table, right? Follow along. You can play along when you're watching the shows, and we might read some of them on here. We might. You got to come with it. It's got to be poignant. It's got to be funny. Or just, you know, maybe we got to like the way your profile picture looks. I don't fucking know. At the Iceman Forever says, So, is the wild card rule just a prelude to the brand split coming to an end? Hashtag tweet the table. I mean, again, I, fine with it. If, <laughs> you know what I mean? If you make that not a thing, if the brand split just goes away, cool, whatever. But just, again, make a storylines. I'm going to be upset if the brand split just goes away and there's still no fucking reason to care. Yeah. Again, I (laughs) I, I said this in the first segment as we started this conversation. I feel survival of the fittest makes the best product for the viewer. I don't give two shits. I mean, I hope everyone does well in the world. Let me first preface that with this statement. I hope everyone does well. Now – As a viewer, I don't give two shits if any of these people are happy or not backstage. I don't want them abusing drugs, things like that. But I want the absolute best of the best in the writers and the performers and the venues and all of it as the viewer. So I don't need, hey, I haven't seen Zack Ryder in three weeks. Is he fucking doing anything? No. Well, then is he going to do anything? Not sure. Well, then fuck him. I want more of Roman Reigns if Roman well, Reigns is giving me the good shit. That's it. the point. I don't need fucking everyone well, gets a participation award. I've got an amazing idea then, right? Oh, here we go. Yeah. Let's take this idea, right? You're going to take, let's say you've got out of your, they're doing this four stars, four stars, but they know they're probably going to rotate in and out of those eight spots, right? From the collective brands. What are we going to say? 20 people. Right, mm-hmm. that fit that bill that may go back and forth. So we're going to take your top twenty, right? We're going to hire a whole bunch of writers outside of the regular writers that are doing this now, right? And they're going to go in advance, and they're going to start writing stuff out in advance. Like I said, in season formats, right? Twelve week, thirteen week, sixteen week ideas, right? Chunks of time. They're going to center around those twenty fucking people, right? And then you give the rest of the people the fucking time off, and then the next season comes around, you take whatever did the best out of those 20, you take the top 8% of that or whatever, right, six, seven guys, and you take the bottom 13, whatever, you throw them out and put 13 more in, right? And then we have another set of storylines that had already been started to have written. And then people get time off, you're still fucking touring with these people, right? I told you. I, I is think, that too fucking hard to do? <laughs> again, I think because of the attention span of the viewer and the bloated roster that they have, you need to have each season be a different show. Summer is going to be Raw. Fall is going to be SmackDown. Uh, winter is going to be NXT. And that's how you do these shows. Because obviously, 
you, you don't know how to write like how you want to. And so this is, I, I think that's the best solution. No, I just think you take the brands away. I mean, you have your shows, but you just write them out in, in storyline style segments. You give some people time off until the next thing. You have these characters kind of going in and out. You have, or you just fucking do it. You know what I mean? That's the other thing. Maybe I'm, here's my raw, raw, uh, you know, halftime speech as we go about out in the second half to win the game as we're down by seven or whatever, Mm -hmm. but also just fucking give effort, watch more movies. You know, I I had you, I sent over that, uh, the writer's thing and no Mm -hmm. one's background was in pro wrestling. And they said, as if that's fucking a good thing, which it's not, no one be, no football coach would be like, I've never done football before. Like that's fucking stupid Mm -hmm. anyhow. But what I'm saying is, is invest in more things to get influence from outside forces or watch more pro wrestling. So you understand what the fuck you're writing. One of the two needs to happen with these fucking writers yeah. and performers. And we need to tell stories. Okay. Let's go into raw. Cause we keep saying the same thing. What happened on raw? <laughs> All right. Well, we open it up with the wild card rule. <laughs> Seth Rollins, AJ Styles, Kofi. I mean, we kind of went over that, right? So we can kind of, bounce over that we we've already hit that so we got we turn that into what they always love to do a tag team match right you two guys are gonna face off let's put you guys in a man that is the most overused thing they do too huh two guys are gonna wrestle tag team match they gotta they gotta pair up it happens every time without miss yeah Mm -hmm. why is that a thing it was interesting when DX uh, leader Shawn Michaels and anti-establishment rebel Stone Cold Steve Austin were forced to tag uh, before their WrestleMania 14 main event. Now, before Money in the Bank, you have pseudo face AJ Styles and I guess face Seth Rollins tagging for what reason? And as the heel Vince ran, I do what I want. Why is that? Who are you punishing? Now, it made no sense. And Rollins and AJ Styles look enough alike that if I just tuned in, never watching this product at all, if without hearing the explanation, I would have thought they were a tag team. Yeah. Like, you I, know who they couldn't do that with? I, I've always thought is you can't do that with Elias and Seth Rollins. If they ever feud, you can't make them a tag team because they look like brothers. Well, yeah, that's what I mean. Like AJ Styles look like their older fucking brother here. Yeah. Right. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Um, well, and the winners were uh, Baron Corbin and Bobby Lashley, which you had an interesting uh, idea of. Bald and badass. They're not doing shit. It's contrasting looks. White guy, black guy. Uh, they're big and muscly. Well, one guy's kind of flabby in, in Baron Corbin. They're both from the Midwest. They're both bald. Make them a tag team. Get Corbin out of that fucking bartender gear. Get him into more APA. Make him the fucking APA. That's what I'm talking about. Bald and badass. That's what I'd call him. That's their name because of the PG era, and I'd make them the new APA. And I know I said, yeah, B&B. It's B&B. And what does B&B stand for? Bald and badass. Bald and badass. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I would make them. Yeah, I would make them. The biggest muscle Harris That's Brothers how you could APA. It. If yeah. you bald apostrophe N badass, mm-hmm. and then it's B and B. That's how you could yep. trademark it. So you own it probably. I'm assuming nobody else owns B&B it. B and B is easy to say right. because we know WWE loves the well, Elias. Then, if the shtick of Biggie. bald and badass gets old, like the Hunter Hearst Helms, you can just it's B and B at that point. Like it was yeah. AO. You know what I mean? Like Acolytes Protection APA. Yeah. When it, like it was APA. APA. Right. Whatever happened to AOP? 
I think one of them got hurt. Oh man, they were fun. I like them. Yeah, I think. But I think, yeah. Well, fucking fire them. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, if they I, do tag teams again, I mean, but... yeah, they won't. Well, bald and badass. Tell me what you think. Tweet the table. Uh, hashtag tweet the table. I think B and B is the perfect tag team. Make them the new APA. I, I'm. I am very, very as as much as you just talked me. I was I'm way more talked into it than I was when you first presented it to me as we just hashed it out. But I'm still very, 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 very open to other name suggestions. But I don't mind the two guys tagged up as a tag team running as a tag team. I like that idea. As hired for gun muscle, mm-hmm. right? Because that seems what they are. And they're like going town to town and be like, "You need us to beat somebody up." Yeah, I got that. Yeah, yeah all right, cool. And, Who's gonna stop? And us? here's. And here's the thing where you can play into that wild card rule. It's because if they're hired guns, they can show up on SmackDown or Raw, and they're doing the bidding of the other superstar, so they don't necessarily have to be in the feud. Right, it could just and be one because you're paying, right, and because on. you're, and because you're using um, money as the you know incentive for bald and badass, yep. they can attack faces and heels like they don't fucking care. So. If Miz keeps getting jumped by Elias and Shane McMahon and he finally wants to even up the odds, he hires B&B. Or, on the contrary, if Shane is feeling threatened by the new team, you know, the reunited team of uh, Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns, he hires B&B. Like, that's how how you use it. Some of these matches, they don't just tell us, uh, winner of this match... Like on a raw, hundred grand gets a hundred fuck thousand dollars. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like why not? Yeah. Or how about this? Winner gets a hundred thousand dollars of that guy's paycheck, right? Like whoever loses, right? Like all right, <laughs> right? Like let's what a on. cool storyline that would be. An organic reason for a match is backstage. A bet goes down. You know, can't wait for you know. You have two guys who aren't in the money in the bank. Let's just hypothetically do it for this week, right? Okay, you have two right. guys who are not in the money in the bank. Let's say it's Robert Roode right. and Baron Corbin, okay. right? They're backstage, and they're looking at the TV after Ricochet gets a win, and Robert Roode looks to Baron Corbin and goes, you know, I should have had a spot. I'm the best one on this uh, roster. Baron Corbin's like, you think you're the best one? Yeah, he's like, so. yeah, well, I bet you're not. What do you want to bet? I'll bet you my paycheck all right cool what do you make you know what i make all right we're putting up a million dollars you know whatever it is i'll bet tonight's paycheck right yeah a hundred grand and let's just say they make you know some dirt cheat dave milter like well actually they only make seven thousand dollars this night fuck you idiot what i'm saying is you make up a big number because these are fucking superheroes and they fight for the fucking paycheck, like three slips and races. Yeah, I make three hundred fifty to be here tonight, right? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like, oh my god, they. Pay but me. like you know, in the old school days of like yeah. Greece and um, uh, James Dean, where they used to race for pink slips, right. we're fighting for fucking paychecks. Right. right. God damn, that's a good idea. Right. You know what I mean? And then if he loses, he roughs him up later, right? Because like, god damn it, you took my paycheck. You know what I mean? Or like, well, you the guy that won did it by shenanigans, so right. you get a rematch, and it's double or nothing. Right, double or nothing. AEW. All right, Sami Zayn tossed into the trash, quite literally, I guess. Yeah. So I like the promo, and I yeah. like that someone, holy shit, stopped him in his tracks. Right. Right. This is where I don't like it. One, Braun Strowman, I, in my opinion, just doesn't do well in the uh, voiceless baby face, isn't it cool because I do big things right. thing. I, I think that's stale. 
And if I stand corrected, uh, or if I'm corrected here, uh, correct, I should say, uh, Sami Zayn's last feud before he got injured was with Braun Strowman, correct? <laughs> right. So you're just going to bring him back after 10 months and go like, hey, we're going to keep doing that one thing. I thought those were new ideas. Yeah, right. Remember, what was that at the start of the uh, the fucking year when they were? End of the year, yeah. 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 No, I think Sami Zayn ended with Bobby Lashley, but he did have a feud with uh, yeah. Braun Strowman. I know but that. Like, but just like, where does this go? Because, all right, like... Are we going to make the heel Sami Zayn that's shitting on all of us find some manipulating way to get over on Baron Corbin? Braun if we're going to do that, all right, Braun Strowman, I mean, are we going to do that? Because cool if we're going to do that, but I don't see where they come up with any idea like that. They haven't come up with an idea like that in I don't know how damn long. To Like, where does it go other than Braun Squash? Because that's all we can do with Braun Strowman, right? Braun or, can't look bad. Yeah, so, or we we get a fun chant of take a shower, which we heard on SmackDown, yeah. uh, geared towards Sami Zayn, which again, hey, chants I'm all fine, fine with, you know, it makes it more fun experience, especially if you go with your kids, which kids don't always go to fucking wrestling shows, your average viewers, 44 years old, whatever. Yeah, um, 55. Yeah, 55. Yeah. Uh, but whatever. It's just that really we're going to we're going to do awesome promos just to get a you need to take a shower chant. That seems very lazy. You know what I think a byproduct of this is opera fucking idiots. I wonder if television on like terrestrial television. I wonder if everybody's average viewer age is up because only old people are still watching TV regularly. I I don't know how that works. Yeah, maybe. You know what I mean? Because I mean, I think people are aging younger are watching less terrestrial TV, right? Like, we're consuming a lot of it on other avenues. Um, Not live entertainment, though. Live entertainment is still kicking ass. It's still TV, right? Yeah. Well, it's still one of the most reliable ways of getting it, right? Right. Anyway, um, yeah, I just... That's the thing is, like, I... Yeah, if we're at anybody else where we could have the storyline continue here, right? Like, somebody comes out, and it's, it's Ricochet, right? And he's like, dude... What are you talking about? These are the people who try right the standard baby face answer to that heel shitting on the fans, right? These are the people who pay us. This is the blah, blah, blah. these are the people who make the dream come true, right? Vomit all over it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but with Braun, he's not doing that, right? He's just I'm gonna shut your mouth because I'm gonna break it. Well, what is Sami Zayn supposed to or able to do in return other than look stupid? And then why did we do all of this? Yeah. What was, what was next? Uh, what was next? The, yeah. They clearly never have a direction. Lucha House Party versus Randos was next. Now, now I get that one. I will I will say that. I do get that for this reason. Because it was there the to previous week. <laughs> well, well, the previous week they got demolished by I can't remember who, but they got demolished. So you have to say, hey, the people on our main roster are good. Right. Watch. Not anyone can just beat these guys. Sure. So I understand that to that degree. And they do all fun, flippy moves. We've got to get that over. So that one I wasn't – that one was like, okay, that's a standard enhance the talent, make them look at least relevant. I, I wasn't don't mad at that. what we're doing with a, – a Lucha House Party is great, again, for the crowd there – 
that is not watching the televised product at home. The fan watching the televised product at home, the Lucha House Party, we're watching the piss break live. We're watching the crowd height moment live. That's not compelling television. That's there to yeah. get somebody in front of you going like, all right, I'm excited. What? Okay. And now I'll bring out the act and be like, yeah, that guy's great. Right? Like, that's what that is no. there for. Why are we watching that live on TV? Who? Why do they fucking think people want to watch that? All right. Anyway. Uh, you could tell stories, though. You, you could, have, but they don't. Yeah, you, you, you have a built-in story because, you know, Rey Mysterio must wrestle all Mexican wrestlers on the roster. You could have a heel Rey Mysterio say, this is not what the new Lucha Libre uh, is about. I laid this foundation. How dare you spit on my tradition? Turn him heel and have him beat the shit out of Lucha House Party. Wouldn't yeah. that be cool? I just came up with that in a minute. Yep. God damn it. Well, and then even though we gave it props it for us. giving us the next match here, even though we gave it props for giving us at least an attempt to give us a reason to care about the winner, um, Rude versus Ricochet for the Money in the Bank spot. Yeah, and that was good, right? right. It, it, yeah. It, it was interesting because maybe they do go with Rude. You know it what I is. mean? Both guys are viable in that match, yeah. so it was good. It is, although my question is, I mean, we just did last week, we did the I'm Robert Rude now Look, you're going to – and then here we go. I'm losing, and I can't win. Yeah. I can't, like, yeah. It's like, man, I, come on, man. Like, we, he's not going to beat somebody up. He's not going to take somebody's girl. Well, like, he's not going to – Well, he should. Right. Now, if we're doing that for months, yeah, I'm okay with it with a one-off week, you know, fighting for some stakes. But anyhow, what happened after that? All right. Um, yeah, I mean, at least, yeah, beggars can't be choosers at this point, right? At least we're getting some. Um, oh, the Samoa Joe, uh, Rey Mysterio, Dominic thing. There's going to be something here at the, at the Something match, right? happens there. And this Dominic's is... turning or Dominic gets beat up or I don't know. Something. Dominic uh, has hopefully... to basically win the match for him or something, right? And then he's wrestling. Or, oh, what if Dominic grabs Rey Mysterio's foot and like distracts him and then Samoa Joe gets a rear naked choke on him? Oh, that would what be cool. What if Dominic demasks? Ray Mysterio, oh. Oh, and that causes him to lose because Samoa Joe roll up, and then yep. they leave together. Dominic, era. Joe, arm in arm. Dominic yeah. holding now, the mask. Right? Come on, there's a fucking storyline, and I'm well, tuning in to see what happens next. Yeah. Now that's yes. Now where they could go, and probably where they will go, which would be at least a compromise, is have Dominic distract Samoa Joe, Ray Mysterio get the victory, becomes the U.S. champ, him and his son stand at the entrance with the United States championship. I'm okay with that. Sure. Yeah, Just do work. something. Just do don't have something. Dominic stand there the entire time. The 619's hit by Ray Mysterio, and they go, yay! That's your, your absolute cannot happen. Yeah. Um, Lacey Evans versus, again, somebody. Ali Katrina. Yeah. But I like... Next. I like that, though. Earlier, we saw them get invited to this, and they're like, who the fuck is this bitch? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, and that's a story. Right, and then they're out there, and she's shitting on them, and she was like, a proper RSVP, would it, right? So, I mean, that was fine. Like, I was like, all right, and whatever. And Becky Lynch came out and then put the boots to her. Here's, I've got a problem, and I know I, I do like what you brought up, where it's a great name for her finisher, The Woman's Right. But mm -hmm. to me, it's like Love the that. weapon of mass destruction with Big Show, where if you're telling me their one punch is a finisher do they not throw any other punches during the rest of the match 
Dude, is well, everybody else's punches a... just so shitty that like their one is like I just I don't know. Well, yeah, you could say that they have power in their hands. You know, they hit like a cement truck. Right. I think that's a, that's a way you could do her first match, especially to establish her finisher. Is you have the entire match she's throwing to Becky's head, and Becky's having to duck and move, and she's so afraid of this right hand landing, just like they did in heavyweight well, boxing. Yeah. I I would love if somebody has, if we know. This person in random matches has knockout potential on one punch, but it wasn't a design finisher, right? I don't want to see them cocking the gun, right? Well, I don't want to see is, them winding yeah. up the fun yeah. for the women's right. No, just, oh my God, he got him right hand yeah. and then pin but him, right? There was no thing. finisher, but it was just like occasionally they can do that. And sometimes they try to do it and it misses or they don't get enough and it's too, right? Like, but it doesn't yeah. have to be a thing right they can also have a finisher but just sometimes they're so good they don't need it right yeah like, I, I i think i mean in real fighting like there's a guy named dan henderson and that's the only thing he could do is throw a right hand so everyone just made sure to not get hit with the right hand right. and that's what i think you could do with the lacey evans character that that's where i would want him to go because like mm. dan henderson literally could only throw well a right so hand. there's that after she's gone on with this for a little bit maybe you know what i mean like somebody figures yeah. that out right and then that they're the one two three kid to her scott yep, hall exactly. right because they've got the number and they figured it out and then people start figuring it out right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. for sure um backstage with daniel bryan um we see him uh, oh i loved it and here let me um it, his promo and b double d said it on twitter at b underscore double underscore d says in one promo Daniel Bryan showed why he should have never had that belt taken away from him. Hashtag sorry, not sorry. Hashtag tweet the table. Uh, well, yeah. let's fast forward because uh, we can kind of jump around because we're uh-huh. doing both. Uh, let's fast forward the next night on SmackDown because the Hardys had to relinquish their titles. Shane McMahon was just going to give the titles yeah. to Daniel Bryan and uh, Recyclable Rowan. And the Usos came out and were like, no, fucking, we put too much work into that for you right. just to hand it away. Let's fight for it. And I like that. But Their now. That was good too, though. Yeah. But now one. the best thing of the week for me was now we have Recyclable Rowan, the muscle, uh-huh. and Daniel Bryan, the mouthpiece, the planet's champions. Yep. We've got that, but in the tag division, and he said he's going to redefine and revolutionize the tag team mm-hmm. division. He said too many jokers were in the division. He said the jokers like the New Day, <laughs> the jokers like uh, the Usos, the jokers like Zack uh, Ryder and uh, uh, the, whatever the fuck the other guy's name is, the loser. Um, so I like that. That was my favorite thing of the week. So um, the Planets champions, Daniel Bryan and Eric Rowan, uh, Looks like somebody took Harper and Rowan, and they let and they washed and dried Harper on hot, and he shrunk, and now we've mm-hmm. got Brian and Rowan. I like it, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I like it. That's good. Hey, that's an upgrade for that tag team, right? I mean, that's an upgrade for the whole fucking division. That's an upgrade for any tag team. If you swap a Harper for a Brian, that's a oh, that's a great. I was trade. just gonna say, if you swap a Hardy for a Brian, that's a way better. Well, like no, but I mean, champs? Like, if you take a if you take a, a Luke Harper and swap him out for a Daniel Bryan, that's gonna improve any tag team. Mm-hmm. Not, that, not, not that Luke Harper isn't great, but Daniel He's Bryan, fine. Daniel yeah, Bryan, Daniel Bryan's is, the shit. Yeah, just right. as B Double D just stated in that promo for on Raw. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, speaking of the loser and his buddy, they took on the Viking Raiders. What the hell is his name? Kurt Hawkins. 
There it is. And Zack Ryder. Hawkins they and Ryder. With, yeah, they play with fucking Hawkins toys. Cool. Just remember Edge and you'll remember it. Hawkins and Ryder. And again, if they played with toys, it'd be cool if they fucking made that a part of their character instead of like, hey, by the way, they do a podcast yeah. about toys. Um, and I'm fine with it, but just fucking own it. The Firefly Funhouse, um, for whatever reason, I found it really funny when when – Bray Wyatt's like, hey, look! Everybody expresses themselves in different ways. You can paint, you can you can draw, you can. He's like, or yours was taking uh, the rabbit, ripping him to shreds. You know what I mean? Like everybody's got, you know, what I mean? like I'm still like, all right, that's, you know what I mean? Like it's still weird, but it's still kind of like, all right, where's it going? What's he gonna be? And like? those so still... kids were just dead faced the yes. entire time. Yeah, love that. I, yeah, I mean, I like that. It. It's you know what I mean? I like it. So it's just weird, right? It's a bizarre. You know, I hope, but I don't know. slow burn it. This is my only request, just as a fan. Slow burn it a little bit yeah. more, because now we're going more, too. Huh? Yeah, because yeah. we're ramping it up a little bit too much. Because now we've exposed that kids actually don't like this, right? right? We've heard the 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 laugh tracks and stuff, but we've seen kids now just seem so un, uninterested, which will then eventually make them turn heel. That's what I'm saying. Just slow yeah, it down just right. a little bit. Yeah, yeah, the buzzard already killed somebody. Like, right. yeah, just, yeah, just give me a couple more weeks of just weird fucking shit. Yeah, and I like this that these are better, right? These are less like you don't have to pay attention to every word and almost write it down to be like, wait a minute, what do you fucking yeah. say? What does that mean? Right, um, it's conversational. Um, although, did you hear that he's been putting out there mm-hmm. that that he's got Something. these Easter eggs where he put a random sentence in each promo? In yeah. eight straight weeks, it would spell some out. Okay, somebody brought up that was the best tweet about that. They were like, Bray Wyatt's promos made like made no sense so much that he put a random fucking sentence in him in eight straight weeks, and nobody ever fucking noticed until he told us about it years later. Yeah, yeah. Like, and I believe that a hundred percent because mm-hmm. I could never like I was just like this is this fucking gibberish. At least this is better. <laughs> It's way better, yeah. It's way better. Um, and then, uh, gosh, um, yeah, we got the Roman Reigns versus Drew McIntyre, you know, the Elias. And then the Miz shows up, take on Shane McMahon. He should just be the cool fucking guy, the Miz. Yeah, I know. He's not. And here's the other thing. for his father's honor. Who does that? Who's going to get behind that? Does, do people do that? Do they fight for their father's honor? Do you ever have to do that? No, like, I don't. What the but fuck are we I, talking about? Here's the other thing, though, that the, the little detail, attention detail that I would implement with the Miz character. Okay, he fights for his father's honor. Maybe they were best friends growing up. I've seen plenty he of. He told us you know, they fucking didn't get along. Well, but what I'm saying, they're maybe they're best friends now, right? Yeah, sure. I, I'm okay with, with buying into that. But. Hey, Miz, why not you wear pants if you're going to street fight someone? Why are you in your fucking trunks and then your own T-shirt? I don't know. Look a little bit more uh, scruffy, right? Like this has really been on your mind. Have a little bit of a 5 o'clock shadow if you can grow one. I obviously can't, but if you can, try it. Wear some jeans. Kind of look more authentic too. Mm -hmm. I don't give a shit where I'm at. I'm going to find you and kick your ass. Don't be like, well, I got to the arena. I put on my trunks, had to put on my merch, and now I'm going to wait for shame. Like Mm -hmm. that is a disconnect for me. Look a little bit more. Yeah psycho more obsessive yeah. over you don't show up with your fucking up. headband on 
and your fucking robe yeah. or whatever. You, you know what I mean? Your yeah. gear's on not with when your shirt. Like, not when you're obsessed with revenge, right? Yeah. How about this? You're showing up to beat up Shane on Raw, right, where you don't belong, but you're just coming over because you're invited. And you know you're just going to beat him up when you see him, but yet you've got your gear on and cooling like your your shin guards, yeah. your fucking knee pads, your Doesn't tights. Make sense. That does and not it's not make a match. Sense. You don't that have a match. You went Why to the locker room yeah. dressed. No, you were looking for Shane, right? Yeah. Like you Doesn't weren't there. Sense. Your bag's still in the hallway. Somebody's like, Miz, I found your bag. Fucking leave it out in the parking lot. I'll get it later. Where's Shane? You seen him? You know what I mean? Like, come on fuck are we doing and then the usos thing this revival thing like yeah look attitude era did a lot of the same stuff so i'm gonna excuse it for that reason alone but it wasn't good it's i don't know if i would have if i was this age in the attitude era that i would have thought that was a good movie either though i would have been like come on man this is dumb at least ass cream was like what the fuck is ass cream you know what i mean like Like this yeah, is like, but it's I mean, funny but this for is, the bald guy to rub his ass on the ring. Ha ha ha. Yeah. Well, and I, I is this another deal with the revival in their contracts that are in the news that where the WWE's working us? I guess we thought that with Dean Ambrose and they weren't. Yeah. Where they're just where they're yeah, just the they're willingly jumping around like idiots, pouring yeah. fucking water down their crotch and shit. And, yeah. I don't know. Um. I, I'm okay with it. Again, it's stupid, but, you know, there's been worse things. Here's the point I want to make about the Usos, because they're being dragged down by the stupid storyline. They're the best tag team in the world. Yeah. If you disagree, shut up. But here's the thing that I still don't get. Usos versus AOP. Where's that? Well, here's the thing that I don't get. Remember the uh, don't be a bully, be a star? We're fucking cheering the bullies. The right. Revival has done nothing yeah. to the Usos. Hey, listen, I... Might be willing to bet you might be able to cause some damage if you were to put Icy Hot in somebody's fucking underwear without them knowing. That's probably a crime. You know what I mean? Like, are we well, really Well, yeah, like, but it's just mean. It's just mean. Yeah, well, yeah and, and, there and was, it's just mean, right? Yeah, the the revival never cost the Usos a match, to the best of my knowledge. It's right. just been the, re- the re- revival said, hey, Usos, we think we can beat you. This is where we're better than you. And then from then on, the Usos have been like, guess what? We caught intimate footage of them shaving each other's back and then guess what we're gonna make them fucking uh run around with their dicks on fire aren't we cool and it's like nah, that's not cool yeah, if no, you're, not the cool. whole thing is don't be a bully be a star yeah i don't like you but, yeah now i'm supposed to cheer for you like i look like an asshole um, and again if you're if you're heels okay i get it right like i feel sympathetic to the revival but you're trying to tell me your faces and that's not a face thing to do yeah well then we got lars taken out uh, the conga line and no way Jose. And this is another thing, this no way Jose thing and this ad nauseum where they keep trying to run this same gimmick over and over again with somebody that's great for the in-house crowd. Why am I watching that on TV? Like if we're not doing your, where you said they're leading the fucking show. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Like what, what the fuck is no way Jose? Like what? <sighs> No Way Jose is meant for WWE main event, right? WWE main event, No Way Jose, I'm 100% on board with because it's the first match of the night for the crowd. It's fun. It's da-da-da-da-da. Get them a good win over a jobber. Keep them there. Yeah, what is It makes no sense. Why is he on? What the? 
I want to take I want WWE if the, if you could find a way to stop every person coming out of the shows, right? For a whole year and pull <laughs> them this fucking question, right? Uh No way Jose. Did that fucking do anything for you? I think they would be shocked at how many people would be like, ah, I really didn't really fucking mean. You know what I mean? Like, I gotta live without it. Like, you know, like you might get some kids that were like, oh, I loved it. And you might get some adults who are, you know, can barely spell that might fucking be like, yeah, it's fun. But like, I bet you 75% or more people would be very indifferent to it. Mm-hmm. Right? I do, do, am I misjudging that? Am I misjudging at the, at, it? At that point of the show. If it was the first thing to kick off the show, I think more people were like, that was fun. Okay, but I still bet you'd get half of people that if you were like, all right, if you never saw that, would it? Would you feel like you missed anything? They'd all probably be like, probably not. Like, what the fuck does yeah. it matter? Anyhow, what was uh, next? What was next? We're getting a little too negative. Let's just keep it. I know. It. We're what? supposed to be positive, but there's really nothing. We keep talking about 2019, the year of the storyline, but there have zero to none. And if they do have it, it's very flimsy. It's based on a very no premise. And I just don't know. All right, what so they... how about we do this? Let's switch right. course live on the air because that's yeah. what we do here on the podcast. We don't fact check. We don't prep. Tell me, and I'll give you a minute because I can go right. uh, and go into my favorite thing of the week. But give me your favorite thing of the week. Hmm. So I'm going to go while you keep looking. I'm going to go into the yeah. Daniel Bryan recyclable Rowan as the tag team champions. Yeah. And it's for this reason. With losing on SmackDown, now the wild card rule is what it is, so who the fuck knows if this is really going to happen, but I'll say this. With losing a credible pop in the Hardys and with losing the Usos to Raw, the tag team division was really up in the air. And also on top of that, Big E and Xavier Woods couldn't be a tag team because Big E has the, the bum knee, right? So... With all that being said, you had to have some stability and you had to have some star power. And in my opinion, just like what BWD said, the best guy on SmackDown is Daniel Bryan. So for a division that has zero to nothing that was going for it, uh, I think that was the best possible move. I would have had them not win clean over the Usos. I would have had some shenanigans, and maybe I'm forgetting that. But I always think heels should have shenanigans. Baby faces would always win clean because if you're telling me – you know, all is equal. The baby faces should always win, but I get like the monster Lars and stuff. But in this case, again, that's what my little detail is, but I would have had a promo because Daniel Bryan's best work right now as this heel isn't his in ring stuff, right? It's not a, it's not a dastardly move or it's not this spectacular, memorable six fifty splash or whatever. It's him on the microphone. So if you watch and I sent it to you as a WWE exclusive, when he was like, I'm replacing these belts. Um, if you're going to make me do this photo shoot, it's a waste of your time because obviously these belts are useless. I'm going to replace them. Yada, yada, yada. I would have had that incorporated into the show to establish a little bit more of like Daniel Bryan and recyclable Rowan are here and they're here to fuck shit up. Mm-hmm. So that was my favorite thing. Of the week. What it was, you? it was mine too, but I'll pick something else because, uh, you know what I mean? I really like the thing that stuck out to me the most about that whole thing was the Usos coming out and being like, no, nah, hold on. Uh, you know what I mean? Last we checked, we earned that. Uh, people well, before earned said, that. And he was like, you earned, you earned that when you beat us. <laughs> right. Like, and it was yeah. like, yeah, wait a minute. God damn it. You know what I mean? Um, 
I really like that. But then I'll, I'll give then the honorable mention to the Samoa Joe with the Rey Mysterio in the backstage with Dominic, right? Because, again, that's something else that we were led to believe Samoa Joe's trailing him for a different purpose, and we cut the break, mm-hmm. right? And then we're back, and he's shaking hands or whatever, right? You know what I mean? Like, um, or maybe it didn't go over break, but you know what I mean? Like, I, I forget yeah. how that broke mm-hmm. down exactly, but uh, you know what I mean? Like, we see him, and we're like, oh, shit, he's going to go fuck him up, right? And then he pulls this. Hey, you know what I mean? Which, but we know where that's going, right? So, so we know oh, yeah. something about to go down, right? That's what I'm left with, and at least that gives me some hope, right? And that's what I knew, what we need more of. And yeah, I mean, like, hey, let me go to tweet table for the last one because it's at Katie okay. First Lady, right? There you Who go. Have, Tom, have you known her to say anything but anything fun and positive ever, ever? Fun and positive? Yeah. yeah I mean, anything the- but. Something oh, fun and positive. No. Right. Yeah, she's always okay. fun and positive. Here we go. Yeah. At Katie First Lady says, This last few Raws have had me bored to tears. Although it ended with a decent main event, there's nothing that has been exciting. Do something. Hashtag tweet the table. Katie First Lady is saying, Do something! Exclamation point. It's time. I agree. It's time to it's do time. something, right? Again, again, I think the the group person, you know, whatever you want to call them, uh, that is benefiting the most is just sitting idle, waiting to uh, make a big splash with their first pay per view. But all yeah. elite wrestling, I'm excited for all elite wrestling just because of the alternative they're they're going to bring. We're ordering it. I'm going to have yes. you come over. Yes, we're going to watch it. When is that? Again? Uh, well, uh, two weeks. Twenty fifth. Twenty fifth. Yeah, something oh, like that. Yeah. Okay. Twenty fifth. There you go. So yeah. Do something, WWE, and that's what we'll leave you with. So, you got anything else? No. Yeah, I think we've said it, right? Like, right. do something. That's going to be the name of this episode. Do something. Mm-hmm. The Spanish Announce Table, episode 259. And we're going to do something. We're going to leave. We're going to get back to our lives. And we'll be back next week. And we week. understand that we're a little negative. Sure. Uh, it was hard. I feel like as the view, uh, viewer and listener of this podcast, you probably felt similar to how we felt. We maybe went on a couple more tangents than uh, maybe you wanted, but they deserved well, it and do something. Here's our prompt. Well, I'll say here's my promise. Can't speak for Tom, but I imagine he may feel the same after I get done saying what I'm going to say. Next week, if it's not any better, instead of just us bitching about it, we'll each pick a few of these things beforehand and we'll present ideas of how we could have or would have done it better oh that's fun for me right? you know i love right? to tell you yeah, my Tom's favorite gonna idea. Beat the shit out of me in this practice. <laughs> maybe not maybe you're better. good um so we'll see right because i'm assuming this isn't going to get wildly better overnight but we'll try to approach it from a different thing right we'll give constructive uh criticism or suggestions on ways to even within the current storyline to swing it back into something a little more exciting yeah it's always like what bosses say hey if you have a criticism that's good but come with something too just don't bitch and then leave right so then we'll do that um and then yeah we'll be back next week for episode 206 d of the spanish announce table Hey, fun fact, the mayor of Fort Wayne, Indiana from 1932 to 1947 was a man named Harry Balls. The Spanish Announce Table.